Hello and welcome back to another episode of Chai Spirits, guys. I'm Parker. I'm John. And we're joined today by our guest, Matt. Hello, Matt. Hi, how are you? These are all easy enough to remember names. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, I'm doing great. Uh, you may remember Matt from our previous Seltzer episode, which was a big hit. Uh, thanks so much for coming back on with us. Of course. Excited to be here. I heard some exciting things about that. Yeah, that was a fun one. I'm sorry you missed that one, John. We had a really good time uh, talking about <laughs> some some really good and then some really not good Seltzer. That's mostly what I was talking about. There was a wide range. Not good ones. So today we've got uh, a few a few things to try from Few. From Few, yeah. We uh, Few, which is a, a local distillery over here um, out of Evanston. Uh, we're really excited to try them. We have uh, on the lineup today uh, their gin, their barrel-aged gin, uh, their bourbon, their rye, and then two store picks. Um, one of them bourbon, one of them an American whiskey. So a lot of fun stuff to try today. Um, they're located in Evanston, Illinois. They are a, a grain-to-grass distillery. What I love about them being in Evanston is that Evanston was the birthplace of the temperance movement that started Prohibition. Absolutely. If you look at their website, they talk about that quite a bit, actually. Do they? Yeah. They're, they're really all in on that. Because Evanston was dry for decades after Prohibition got repealed. Which is why I didn't live there. Also, I wasn't alive. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, they, they, they call their, um, their whiskey a bold urban whiskey. I don't know what that means. But. I'm usually nervous when bourbons describe themselves as bold. I just, I'm worried that they call it urban. <laughs> you know, it's from near the big city, I guess. I, suppose. I don't know. City yeah. water. Mm-hmm. But also they go as green, green grass. That's interesting. Or green yeah, what grass. does that term mean? So that usually refers to that they're using local grains. Okay. Um, like farm to tables. Yeah, right? exactly. Okay. Exactly like that. So they're really having it all. They're like, we're grain to glass and we're in the middle of the city. Yeah. They were, uh, they were founded in 2011. But uh, yeah, no, we had some fun stuff to try here. So uh, we're starting off with the gin. Is that right? That's right. And we're going to check that gin out right after a quick word from our sponsor. And we're back. About to try some gin from Few. Got it in front of us here. This is the American gin. What's the proof on that? Uh, that is 80 proof. All right. So that's, that's about as low as gin gets. Yeah, it's pretty standard for gin. Yeah. Is, is American gin, is that different from gin chemically? Uh, or, well, no. Chemicals, well, I mean. Well, that's a thing. No, that's it's just gin from America, <laughs> I suppose. Or is there well, something it's, different it's, about it's it? It's different than like a London dry gin. I think it's like uh, sweeter. Yeah. It's, it's, it has to do with like what they're using botanical-wise. Um, versus like a London dry gin. It does smell less citrusy than a lot of gins that I've sniffed. It smells really floral to me. Yeah. Quite smooth. I don't taste any juniper on that, really. I mean, I, I get lemon. Like It's really subtle. Like peel, definitely, not full lemon. I can see that. Okay, let's consult the old flavor wheel here. It's pretty bright, I mean. Yeah. But it's not overly citrusy, I don't think. But like, I get a little bit of that lemon, but... Yeah, I think you're right. I, I like that on our flavor wheel, there's a spot for potpourri, which is like giving up. <laughs> <laughs> it's floral, but I don't know what exactly. Right. So right. This, this would be a good definition for that. It's potpourri. I like it, though. It really is good. I, I, I feel like it would go well in pretty much any cocktail, but maybe you'd have to add like an overproof gin or something else. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, this is a martini. Mm. Just adding more booze. It's like a booze for cocktail it would yeah. go very well in. That'd be good. Especially for people that 
don't handle booze for cocktails that well. Yeah, a little bit, you know, 80 proof, again, not, you know, very standard, but, you know, not going to drink eight or nine of these and be all right. I will say, I think this is a very unique gin because of its lack of juniper and not much citrus. I feel like a lot of gins you try, those are the two predominant flavors and smells. It's been a while since I've tasted gin. That is a, it's just, it's very smooth, like you said, but taste isn't overwhelming. So I, that actually is one of the few gins that I would tolerate sipping. Oh yeah. Are you a gin fan generally? Not until today. Not until today. This very moment could change him forever. Too late. Now we're passing around their barrel aged gin on how long they age it for. I feel like a lot of times they like leave that out. Like it's kind of important, folks. Distilleries, let us know how long you put stuff in that second barrel for, or you know, if it's gin, the first barrel. Do they let us know about what barrel they put it in? Like what was the yeah? What was aged right. before that? Right, exactly. All they say about it on the website is that it's charred. Okay, that so the, that the barrel is charred, and that's what is contributing to uh, some of the flavor on this. This smells like juicy fruit. Sorry, I don't mean to mess anybody up, but it's overwhelming to me in a really good way. I get a, I get a little bit of that woodiness though mm-hmm. on the nose. Yeah, it's reminiscent of the gin proper, but. Kind of like, um, I want to call it like a honey oak spice. Wow, that's a lot going on. I know, that's that's what I get on it. I definitely can see the honey. What do you think, man? On the flavor wheel, I was kind of like, so honey was in that neighborhood. Butterscotch kind of was mm-hmm. next to it, and that sort of hit me as possible. And it's maybe, maybe into the caramel sort of thing. I kind of think everything tastes like caramel, though, so that's that's aged. So I, I don't... It is, it is because you always have a Werther's Original in your mouth, isn't it? Well, true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I am 95 years old. <laughs> That's not true. He looks great, ladies and gentlemen. Looks great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think this is this is um, one of the better barrel-aged gins that I've had, really. It's it's very, like, it's sweet on the sweet end of things. Yeah, that is very approachable, though. Like, the, the barrel-aging has definitely done a lot of good for it. Yeah, it's certainly, I think, an improvement on the standard gen. Yeah, no, I like it. I'm a fan. Um, all right. So, gin in the books. And I will say that before we started recording, I will admit, I was thinking that we should maybe do the brown spirits first, the whiskeys. But um, we decided to go with the gin because it was a lower proof, 80. And I think that was a really good choice, having tasted it now. Because this would have really been overpowered. No, no, I think uh, I like starting with the gin normally, just to get you kind of go up up the hill on the uh, the proof wise. So let's start low, work your way up. Because I mean, well, that was kind of like what I had in mind was like, is it proof or is it like you know the other thing going on are these like strong botanicals that gin has. So I could see some gins really if if we had done it in a different order would be problematic, but this was perfect. And the fact that they were a little more subtle made it even a much better option. If they had been really strong then that might have been tough to really cleanse out. That's what I was worried about. Yeah, totally. Well, let's, let's dive into this rye here. Um, I'm going to read the back of this bottle because it's kind of, it looks interesting. Bear witness to the revival of rye. Born of the hearty grain, our generous rye content is married with the sweetness of corn for a genteel interpretation of the venerable spirit. Aged in air-dried oak barrels, its spicy character transcends mere resurgence. This is the renaissance of rye. 
few rye whiskey. Wow. Um, do you think all their labels are just like Mad Libs with various things <laughs> involved? Yes, I do. Air dried. Let's use that. Yes, I do. <laughs> I can see that. I will say, I think that the one thing that isn't pure marketing on that label, if there's more than one thing, mm. if there's at least one, is um, the fact that they mentioned corn on there because sometimes ryes are really good and they're pretty much just rye and like malted barley. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it is interesting. Probably, I'm excited to try this because it might be more... Well, there are definitely different styles of rye. Like you have the, the super high rye ryes, which like your new riff is a great example of. That's, 95. Yeah, 95% rye, 5% malted rye. But to be a rye, you only need to be 51% rye. You can be 49% corn. Um, which is, um, I think, I don't know if this is like officially released, but I've heard that the Old Forester rye has a large corn content in its second. Uh, that would make sense. Also, I've got a bottle of it on the bar there. So we can try to find out later. But I, 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 that always struck me as being a little bit sweeter of a rye. So when that we try sense. that, that'll be open for our Patreon supporters only. Yeah, that's going to be exclusive content for okay. sure. So you better subscribe now. <laughs> <laughs> like, subscribe, five star ratings. Give us the five star ratings. We need it. Just All Venmo donations. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Matt, what's your Venmo? All right. But, so uh, we're moving on to this rye. Yeah, I, it smells like rye. I'm getting like a almost like cinnamony big red. It really does smell like a bourbon, honestly. I'm not getting a lot of things get like a mint on the nose. I'm not getting a traditional wine as for me. I get a little bit of that mint though. Um, you? But yeah, you're right. It's got a more of a sweeter tinge to it, which makes sense given on the all the corn they're pr- pr- promoting in it. Mm. Dive right in. Ooh, but on the palate, on the like on the palate, like the first part, I'm getting a lot of like rye taste, and then the finish is really bourbony. Yeah, that sweetness kind of comes out of the finish. You know, I was worried when I, when I, before I tasted it, it was going to be too grainy. And it's, it obviously is a little grainy, but not overly so. I think it's really, I mean, you can kind of taste some age on this. Yeah, no, I, absolutely. Like, I was worried it was going to taste young, and it doesn't. No. So, good job, guys. Can you that. guys describe what that means in terms of tasting young versus aged? So, I, I, really young whiskeys, they, they tend to taste really grainy. Like, really... Like like, like, the, like a malt or like corn, rye, whatever the grain involved is, wheat. But it tastes like it, it, it tastes like it needs to be put back in the barrel for six months. So it's just texture wise. It's just well, it's more like um, you can. It's like an off putting kind of. Um, uh, well, like with bourbon, it's not. It, it doesn't taste exactly like corn, but it tastes like that like syrupy sweet corn distillate that is like. Mm, I don't know how to describe that, but if you've had it, it's it's like a it's like a cereal that's like all whole grains, and they haven't and you're you're eating the side of it that doesn't have any sugar on it, and you're like, <laughs> man, this is like grainy. But I'm, the reason I'm here for it though is because I want that sugar half. Sugar half is the aging process. It, like they're that's giving it the flavor. That's giving it, um, you know, that's rounding out the let's say the dullness, but the graininess of it, the wheatness of it because you, you don't want something that tastes overly that flavor you want subtle hits of that that have been added to by time in the barrel it really does add a lot of complexity sitting in the barrel yeah now this one doesn't say how long it was it does it not it right? does not I would have to guess that it's at least three years I think that's a real sweet spot for rye and it just because it tastes so much it has like so much of that barrel influence on it and it's lost so much of that cereal grain taste yeah no I mean I would you're probably right. I mean, two to two to four, but probably closer to two to three. I mean, certainly. I mean, yeah. I mean, also it's batched too, so some of the barrels could have been six, some of them could have been two. Sure. Is it a straight rye? 
It is a straight ride. So it's at least two years then, right? We know that. Because in order to be a straight spirit, it has to have been aged two years. Well, I I think so far, they're really going to really get it back. I think that rye would be great in an old-fashioned. Oh, or, or a banana too. Both. I'm always trying to put everything in an old-fashioned. I had a, uh, a mezcal old-fashioned the other night at one of our local watering holes, and it was just fantastic. Are we sponsored by them yet? Can you say no, who it was? Not yet. Okay. Not yet. Okay. <laughs> We're working on that. Okay. But as soon as we are, I will be happy to send everybody there. Is a mezcal old-fashioned pretty much just like mezcal and like sugar, or like what goes into that? Well, it's like really old-fashioned, except mezcal instead of bourbon. But they went, a little, they went a little lighter on the simple syrup. So it was just like a, nice. like a quarter of the normal simple syrup you put in there. And it was just wonderful. Can I be honest with you guys? I don't even use like water in an old fashioned now. I just do the, and a lot of times this doesn't totally dissolve, but like a sugar cube yep. and pour in the spirit. And of course, like, you know, you do, you put a bunch of bitters on before. Uh, and that just really, everybody who's had it really likes it. So I'm, I think I'm past simple syrup on this. What if you had not simple syrup, but um, the Old Forester um, special, special made syrup? That's a combination of that and a few other things. I have one of those small bottles, mm-hmm. and I just can't bring myself to open it because I'm so excited for trying it out. It's going to be a great True story. Um, so here we are, though, with bourbon from Few. Yeah, this is the straight bourbon whiskey. This is a three grain recipe on this. Uh, can I guess the grains? Sure, corn. Rye, malted barley. Uh, that is probably true. <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 that's it. <laughs> Do they tell you the percentages? They don't. They say it's a... Uh, I'm sensing a pattern. They're just <laughs> they, they, they infuse the, um, spices of northern rye, a touch of malt, which means obviously it's majority corn. And a lot of times they just use that malt for the fermentation process. They just need that yeah. in there because it's, it makes it's, the... It's probably like five, two to five percent malt. Yeah. And then... You know, thirty percent rye. And that would be high, though. I mean, could be, well, who knows? Who knows? Could be. That's true. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. We'll, we'll, we'll see if we can taste it in here. Yeah. It smells like pickles to me. Well, pickles. That could be because I mean I've been trying to wash out the glass and dry it out, but I don't know. Do you have pickle juice in between the rye and the bourbon? Yeah, you know I do that. It's a hell of a cleanser. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now. That tastes. If you don't have anything good to say, don't say anything at all. A little, a little young, compared to the rye. It's not bad though. It let me start. Let me start there. I like the start of it, but the finish of it. Yeah, it's got a little bit of that. Um, a little wanton. Consult my flavor wheel here. I don't think that um, the flavor you're looking for is on this wheel. <laughs> is there just not enough of it? I guess yeah, dude. That's it's just light. It's just light on everything. It, it's light. I'm getting a like sweet grain. Like that's if you go on the flavor wheel here. Like I, 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 there is some sweetness there, which is from yeah. the corn. Um, I get a little. Honestly, I get a little of the malt in there. I feel like you know what? I could see that. I mean, if you've ever had scotch before and you taste a bourbon uh, that tastes a little bit like scotch, that's probably the malted barley shining through. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Um, I get. I'm getting caramel on it. As Matt, Matt is uh, very adeptly noted, a lot of caramel and a lot of things. So, but I'm getting the original. I'm getting that on here. What do you think, Matt? What you, what's what are your thoughts on it? The um, mostly just 
like I said before, it just feels light on flavor. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know that I can specifically pick a flavor out of the color wheel, but I'm used to them being a little fuller tasting than, than this. And, you know, part of it might be because it is proofed down a little bit. You know, it's down to Brett 90, what is it? Um, the bourbon here is 46 and a half, so 93 proof. Wow, that is incredible math on the spot. I can never do that. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, we don't know what the barrel entry proof is, but presumably it's something higher than that. And they, no, no, they definitely, you know, proof it down. Proof it down to that. The 93 is nothing to scoff at. Oh, yeah. No, um, no. You know, we're, we're very um, respectful, so, respectful of lower proof bourbons. It does not have to be 120 proof to be worth your time. At the same time, though, 80 proof bourbons are sometimes missing out on the full flavor available. Sure, uh, sure. I think there's a sweet spot between 90 and 100 proof. No, I, mean, I, I would maybe posit that other people have a different sweet spot. You're right. You're right. <laughs> you do. Matt, you're totally right. Well, especially people who don't drink bourbon all the time or have a podcast about it. Um, then they probably enjoy the lower proof bourbon a little more. I remember I remember trying Basil Hayden for the first time and just falling absolutely in love with it. It's an 80 proof bourbon. And yeah. Entry level, maybe. Um, I mean, like, for example, a favorite bourbon of my father in law is uh, Basil Hayden, which I believe that is 80 proof. That's literally what I just said. Yes. <laughs> I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> was, Are we even having a conversation I, right now? I, know. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was too dug into my next, my next set of notes. Right? Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp yeah. over yeah. here just yeah. yelling at each other. Mm-hmm. On and first take. now it's time for us to introduce our next sponsor, <laughs> Basil Hayden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fill your glass with a cup of spice. <laughs> No, but seriously, I did really. Uh, that that was a, a really fun entry uh, bourbon, and I, I think it was. I'll never forget though. I did go to a bar once and order basil Hayden, and I'm pretty sure I was just served Jim Beam, <laughs> which both served both made by Jim Beam. I've noticed anytime I've ordered a, a specific whiskey at a casino, they always give me a cheaper version, <laughs> <laughs> and it's like I know, but I'm not going to make a thing about it. Well, but this bar that I was at was probably one step around the casino. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was not even a step above; it was one step to the side of. <laughs> so that is the uh, the end of our normal lineup here, which I thought. Wow! So the other two are well. These are special. Okay, these okay. are special. These are these are you know one of a kind. Abnormal, right? That like, was my <laughs> everything we just tried. You can get on the shelf at your local store, right? At least in the Chicago area, right now. Um, these these other ones are uh, they've been around for a little bit. Yeah, they're you know very special. Um, We'll start with the uh, the 23rd anniversary Delilah's pick. And I'll just mention, Delilah's is a bar in Chicago, a whiskey bar that is beloved by many of the folks in our bourbon group. Absolutely. The Windy City Sippers. And this particular bottle I bought, I was eyeballing it for a while. It was sitting on some shelves, and I eventually was like, you know what? I want to try this out and see. And... I opened it up a while ago, but I took a small pour of it, and I won't mention how I, what I thought of it. So I'm excited to retry this after it's been open for probably about a year. Actually, you know what? Other than a couple of years. So you expect it to be different? I do. I do. I think so. And, and it's mostly full still. It's, there's maybe like a finger uh, beneath the, the neck of the bottle. Um, but I thought it, honestly, I mean, Delilah's just celebrated like a 25th anniversary, mm-hmm. so... Mm-hmm. Um, yep, no favorite bar of the podcast. Mm-hmm. One of many favorite bars in the podcast. And although they don't sponsor us, they they support us. 
And no, always, and, always been a fan. Yeah, will continue to be so. Um, this this is a totally different notes from the bourbon. Well, it is an American whiskey, so I don't know what the mash bill on this is, but well, the mash bill could be completely the same. If, but if the um, barrel isn't new oak, then it has to not be bourbon. If I can give you a quick background on this, oh yeah, because actually the uh, the label on this is very informative. A celebration of Chicago's infamous rock and roll tavern in a bottle. This whiskey is comprised of adding 23 unique barrels of few whiskeys, primarily bourbon and rye, that were hand-selected by the Delilah's team. A pop by any night of the year for some good times and quality drinking. We did learn quite a bit about how much I want to go to Delilah's right now. Yeah, that'd be great. And just, you know what, let's, can we stop, can we stop now? Look at the producer, just tell me, no, we can't stop right now. Yeah. Um, we have to finish the podcast before we go to Delilah's, so... Let me, let me chase this. God, producer always stopping us. Mm-hmm. That is quite good. Yeah. And honestly, yeah. It, so this is 100 proof. It is. <clears throat> I definitely get a little more heat on this one than the previous ones. Sometimes but, you but, want but, that. But man, that is like subtle though. Like, yeah. Hmm. Matt, what do you think? I agree that for 100 proof, that heat is very manageable. Normally, I'm pretty sensitive to something like that. And that is extremely drinkable for... For what it is, I think that blending these twenty-three barrels really helped this out a lot. Like they, I think um, it, it tastes kind of like a maybe a little bit more of a rye than a bourbon to me, um, but it's it's a nice marriage of these flavors. Yeah, it's got the nice rye spice there, but it's like but it's subtle because it's obviously a lot of bourbon in there too. It's got a it's it's, it's got a richness to it that I really like. It hit my tongue like the same all the way through, mm-hmm. like from tip all the way to the back. Yeah. Like, like it's very every, consistent, right? Yes, yeah. yes, yes, exactly. Well-rounded, consistent. Well, you know, yeah, like so the yeah from start to finish, it really provides this really you, nice. You can even call it perfectly balanced. Yeah, as all things should be. Yeah, and it's, I'm it's a cool label. Delilah's uh, no from the, the producer. Um, it's got a picture of Delilah's on the front, although. Not exactly Delilah's, but maybe that's how Delilah's was in the year 1890. Well, I think that this is the, yeah, probably was built then, but I think it's de- like they've removed the buildings on either side, but Delilah's probably about it, the same. It is two stories, so that actually looks yeah. tracks. So that's a pretty close representation. Although I don't think that it's like gold and dark blue. Uh, anymore. Anymore. Right. Good point. Good point. But it is a gorgeous label. It's, it's um, actually pretty close to your wedding colors. Oh, very much so, yeah. Um, can I ask you, how much did you pay for this? What does it cost? Uh, probably close to 50 with tax. That is not bad at all, then. Like, I, for that price, I think this is fantastic. Yeah, I don't think that they were they were not gouging by any means. That's great. No, this is, this is yeah. really good stuff. So yeah. I'm, good job. And honestly, I don't remember it tasting this good to be... So this is perhaps a testament to leaving a bottle open for a bit. If you don't like it at first, don't give it away right away. No, that's not to say that you should be generous. Mm-hmm. But maybe uh, don't give up on a bottle that you don't love at first taste. So I, I'm, I'm not a huge whiskey or bourbon guy, but I have been getting into tequila recently. Oh, and really? one of the one of the tastes I've had is that I've had a couple tastes of is uh, Don Julio 1942. What? And I can tell you that that tastes very different from the beginning of the bottle to. You know, a bottle that's been open for a little bit. This the the, fla- better, the, the flavors open up so much more. You, know, you almost get like a caramel taste to it, that, which I said again, caramel. Everything just tastes like caramel. <laughs> but so wait, is it is it 
from 1942, or is it? No, no, no. That, like that's recipe? just a particular line of Don Julio high-end tequila. So that's their uh, second highest brand of. Yeah, it's tequila. very it, it's very popular. Um, but at the price point of one hundred eighty dollars, I feel like there are better options. <laughs> yes. Is it one hundred eighty American dollars? Yeah, and we're not talking pesos here, John. We're talking okay, American dollars. Um, this is what it's retailing for currently. Um, yeah. I don't know. Matt, for Christmas, I'm going to get you a bunch of tequila. I think that's what we're doing. Again? Again. I'm going to get you like 10 different tequilas. And uh, Why don't you get me 10 different tequilas for Christmas? Because you're getting bourbon. Oh, okay. Thanks. So. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Bourbon Santa Claus. <laughs> I should do a bourbon. We should do a bourbon Christmas, by the way. Oh, this would be a great podcast episode where I'm just giving out bourbon to people. A, a very bourbon Christmas. <laughs> we have we have like ten guests on episode, on, on episode title, we're giving dumb. out bourbon to people. Yeah. <laughs> and we do check IDs though before that episode. Oh, very much so. Yes, yeah. this is very important. Um, so in front of us now we've got the. Uh, this yeah. is a Benny's pick that I bought. Um, right. One of the um, Benny's Beverage Depot, a, a quaint liquor store here in Chicago. Um, a singular expression of our bourbon, the fine liquid within this bottle has been matured in new American oak barrels to produce a single barrel bourbon that shall never be duplicated, all caps, uh, selected by a unique individual for the singular individual who sips it now. They, they have single, it's almost like they, they were like paid for every time they mm-hmm. used the word single in there. But I love how they said uh, it's new American oak barrels in there like because it has to be. It has <laughs> to be. <laughs> Don't worry, folks. We didn't reuse these barrels. We're wildly aware that it's new American oak barrels. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's got a very good uh, scent. That's a good strike. I'm watching my fantasy hopes and dreams die right now in this football game we have on in the background. I'm glad you said that it was a football game yep. and not some other fantasy that. <laughs> Well, that's every other Wednesday. My, my goblin wizard is, yeah. <laughs> is doing some work. All right. I'm real proud of him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is really, I've tasted this now, and it's got like a, it's got like a candy bar taste to it. I feel like it's that. Which one? 101 proof, so we're up in the ante here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's got like a marzipan taste. I hate saying marzipan, but it really does. I swear, Ooh, it's got why almond. Would you, why would you hate saying marzipan? It's such a fun word. Because nobody knows what it means and it's I will agree. I don't know what that right. means. It's like a, it's like a almond, uh, like, um, nougat kind of, not nougat. But yeah. One of the desserts at, at my wedding was mar, had marzipan on it. And it's not to say that marzipan isn't good. It's just that we are, we should, if you use the word marzipan, you should always explain what it is. And it's a, it's an almondy kind of like an almond, uh, extract. I'm not a, I'm not a baker, right? Uh, I, I am a, a, a spirits podcaster. A gardener, a painter, but nowhere in there am I a baker. That's true. You've never purported to be a baker. No. But you also make a great brunch. I, I do make a good brunch. Right. Thank you for noticing. Right. Um, and also, we have chili going right now, so that's that's going to turn out pretty good too, I think. Yeah. Well, but that's for the extra, extra Patreon supporters. So, yeah. So. Yeah. So for your, your first uh, donation of $1,000, we'll give you a sample. <laughs> <laughs> A sample of the the 2019 a gold medal winning chili. But have, we, but have we even talked about this pick yet? This Britney's pick of few spirits bourbon? Not yet. Um, <laughs> it's very good. Mm. What another taste there? Um, some toastiness to it. Oh, yeah. I don't know what's being toasted, but I just get a little bit of that. I feel I like... 
kind of like burnt, you know. It's, it's got a little more barrel influence than the standard label, so maybe it's a little bit older. There's a little burnt sugar to it. Burnt. I don't get that. I get, I get burnt something. I just, yeah. yeah. I, can't, I see I what you're saying there, because I'm getting like a little bit like, brown. it's still a little tiny bit. It's like a, it's like an adolescent bourbon. You know, it's not young. But it's like it's like fourteen to sixteen or, or in like high school. Getting back to caramel, is it like I put some caramel sauce in the microwave <laughs> or that? And it some burnt caramel, and I, got, and I got like I got a little That's torch the on there. Guys. You better check that microwave. It's, like, this it's, it's, it's like a it's like a flambois <laughs> some caramel. Um, it's good. I like the the regular bourbon. I am admittedly not a huge fan of what we tried today. But the ex- other expressions of, of this, that like I can see what it, it evolves to. If it were a Pokemon, for example, it's like the initial thing, I'm like, I'm not interested, but oh, it's, it's evolving into this. Ooh, now, you know you have just lost so many of our yeah, listeners yeah. who aren't Pokemon fans. But I agree with you. Like, this well, is I've totally... S- I've, I've seen these statistics on our, uh, the age groups of our listeners, and I feel like everyone who's listening has at least heard of Pokemon. <laughs> um, based on the, uh, the ages. Uh, yeah, it's... It, I really like the lot both the barrel picks we did, and I feel like yeah, that's a good example of what their bourbon could be. I, I think that this would be a very good old fashioned. I think that the rye I would have used for a Manhattan, the uh, this uh, pick from Benny's, and I imagine that a lot of the uh, few picks, which I haven't seen in a while, would probably be about the same age, same. Uh, yeah, no, taste. I have not seen many of those lately either, but uh, which is actually kind of a testament to why it's sometimes okay to take a little bit of a risk on a pick. Because you don't know when a store is going to get a pick from that distiller again. Because it's a volatile market for barrels. Absolutely. And honestly, I mean, some of the best bottles I've ever had have been barrel picks. Yeah. And I'm not like, I'm not a navigate for enlarging your bourbon collection because currently I'm downsizing mine. But I, I do think that, you know, when you find a brand that's kind of interesting, you want to support like feuds and local, like, yeah, maybe grab a pick from a store you like. Yeah, no, absolutely. Does downsizing mean you're just drinking it more? Or does that mean you're like giving bottles away or selling? It's both, Matt. It's okay. both. Yeah. <laughs> Mostly drinking them, I think. Is the... Yeah. Well, we drink them together, which is kind of good. Well, like we... Which is the whole point. Right. Exactly. Well, we do bottle kills here at um, some regularity just to try to like, you know, lower the stockpile. Right. I did buy another bottle of bourbon this week, though. You're so the bar there. Host. It's a very old Barton. Hunter proof, uh, which is not a new bottle to this bar. No, but I, I replaced bar. replaced a previous bottle, which is a great cocktail bourbon. Um, and for the sixteen dollars price point, you can't beat it. So, good times. Um, but yeah, those, so what was your favorite, Matt? What do you think? Is between the Delilahs and the American Gin. Fascinating. Um, Man, I think I need to go with Delilah's because I'm normally not that much of a bourbon or whiskey person, and that one just hit the spot more than almost any of them I've ever tasted. So I think I just plus value over kind of an equivalent uh, spirit. I think that's got to be my answer. John, what do you think? You know, I think that the barrel aged gin was the biggest surprise for me. I, I could see myself on like a Friday doing that in a martini, which maybe you don't do barrel aged gin martinis, but I'm. If you don't, I'd like to start it. Yeah, well, listen, we've we've accumulated a lot of barrel aged gin here at uh at the house and <laughs> slash studio, and uh, we we got to figure out more cocktails to use it in. We got a lot of barrel aged gin. That's the next episode or another episode. Barrel aged gin cocktails. That is an upcoming episode. 
Um, I think my favorite, I agree with you, the barrel-aged gin was really good. Um, I do think the Delilah's was my favorite. Um, that that blend of those 23 barrels, they they crushed it. Great job. Um, that was, oh, it's because it was their 23rd anniversary. It makes all the sense in the world why they use 23 barrels. Perfect. Right, exactly. Did you uh, just make that connection now? Only just now. Oh, wow. Yep. It's their Jordan uh, whiskey. There you go. And their Chicago oh, bar, Michael Jordan. so much to do with that. A lot of stuff that. happening. A lot of stuff happening. They don't say that on the label, probably because they can't. But uh, no, that was my favorite. Um, the Bay's pick was good. The gins were great. Yeah. The rye was pretty good. Now they, you know what? For a local, if you're looking for something local to Chicago, this is a pretty solid brand. Yeah. I mean, there are other brands out there. This is a good one. And yeah, yeah a couple of those brands. Well, at least I, one of those brands, I'm not a big fan of. But I said what I said. Yeah. I <laughs> yep. Um, but I'm sure, hopefully we will visit some of those in future episodes. Um, anyway, guys, th- uh, thank you so much for being with us. Few, few whiskey and gin. Few's doing great stuff. So check them out. Um, we've got a lot of fun upcoming episodes. So stay tuned for that. I'm looking forward to the bracket stuff that we're looking at. Oh yes, get excited, um, everybody! We have some fun. Um, it's fantasy football season, and we have a fun idea for an episode or two. So get excited for a fantasy um, spirits draft. Stay tuned. Come back. It's it's coming up. Subscribe. Yeah, like, subscribe, <laughs> give us the five-star reviews. And uh, if you have fun ideas for us for episode I- episodes, uh, email us at chispiritsguys.com. Sorry, chispiritsguys at gmail.com. Everybody knows it's at Gmail, so we kind of take it for granted. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. And, it's uh, at Gmail. You know, we, we'd love to hear your ideas for uh, future episodes. Thank um, you, Matt, for being here. Matt, thanks so much, buddy. Um, Thank you for having me. This was great. Yeah, That's so, the tallest person we've ever had on the podcast. Uh, that is accurate, yes. He is He is seven. It's incredible. Yeah, it's, it's pretty impressive. Honestly, he has I'm kind of hunching, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, because the roof is right there. Yeah. Our studio is only so tall. Um, it's actually quite adequately sized, but Matt is just so tall. <laughs> But uh, thanks so much, guys. We'll see you next time here at Chai Spirits, guys.